is Creating Utopia, the podcast, ideas to change the world, where we turn conversation into action. Thank you for joining. This episode is titled Team Human and Think Again on the Verge of Social Currency. I'll start things off with a strong recommendation for both Douglas Rushkoff of Team Human and Jason Gotts from Think Again. They're a constant source of inspiration and information, and I encourage you to check out their respective podcasts if you haven't already. What I'm going to spend the next 15 minutes or so trying to do is continue their most recent conversation, which was posted January 2019, and build on some thoughts regarding a hybrid basic income or social currency that influential heterodox thinkers have been on the verge of for quite some time. We have an incentive problem, and regardless of where you decide the root of this problem lies, be it capitalism or prejudice, a history of slavery and colonialism, or technology run amok, individuals from all backgrounds and belief systems are waking up, putting together the pieces, and building a potential solution. There was a pivotal moment in my own life that I've referenced before where I realized that there are so many people around the world focused partially or entirely on making life and the world a better place for as many as they can manage. I named my podcast Creating Utopia in part because of this realization. It seems the most sustaining fulfillment in life comes from this project of creating a world that our minds want to be a part of. This is what most rational beings are doing, once survival is no longer an issue, and while we'll continue to disagree about exactly what that perfect world looks like, we have to recognize that if you have the ability to listen to this, you are reaping the benefits of an unimaginable utopia that we're living in, as compared to most, if not all, of civilization's history, and things could be much, much better. I started to list all of the humanitarian organizations, the individuals working on solutions for clean drinking water, healthy food, electricity for all, shelter, those assisting the impoverished, groups working on alternative transit methods, different business structures like the co-op. This list was unbearably massive within a few days, so I switched gears. There's no point just finding all these groups. I need to ask them, why aren't you working together? Why can't we see that there are so many humans who are dedicated to helping, the existing methods aren't solving the problems, and we're handcuffed by the market system that we all need to exist in in order to survive ourselves? That was five or six years ago, and I've since represented one of the largest charities in the world, working in and living in 30-plus cities in North America, and I can see now more than ever that almost everyone wants to help and contribute in some way, but there's very few difficult, limited ways to do it. Rushkoff and Gotts are both doing their part to explore the solutions and different perspectives needed in order to break out of the my job is my identity and purpose mindset. Their discussions about the higher order purpose and value of life, what it means to be human, is modern day improv poetry. And they're onto something. Life is more than consumption and labor and attempting to climb some sort of invisible ladder. Life isn't about what you have, it's about what you do, the connections you make. There was a moment in their discussion about 15 minutes in where Rushkoff says, there's a difference between contemplating a utopian future and dealing with this all-hands-on-deck civilizational moment. And here's where there's real opportunity to look at this civilizational 
whatever it is with a different perspective. The project of making sure the world survives goes hand in hand with creating a society of abundance and stability. The world that is more fair and equitable, where there is greater potential to prosper and not just survive, is the world best suited to survive climate change. We can point to structural failings and societal norms that have eroded and changed. We can look at the digital world and automation and notice that if we don't adapt as humans, our future is legitimately in jeopardy. But this is where the conversation usually ends, with the same question, the conversation that's ended here for years, with, what can I do? Sam Harris, Joe Rogan, Rushkoff, Andrew Yang, they're doing more than their part, so the question is completely abstract for them. You can dismantle solutions, take them apart, and find the flaws like Rushkoff is trying to do with UBI, or attach yourself to an idea and promote it, like Yang with UBI. But what about everyone else? Socialism isn't the answer, and neither is capitalism. Technology won't solve everything, but neither will face-to-face -face engagement. What about a new way, where we use the best elements of all of the ideas we have? Perhaps something that hasn't been thought of before. I never want to make the claim that I've figured anything out, or that my way is the solution, but I want to encourage everyone to look at the possible solutions and try to work to implement the obvious ones. I started a solar panel installation company. A good idea to have solar. I want others to have it as well. The reason I no longer have that company is because five years ago, what you heard over and over and over again was, solar's too expensive, it always will be, it's not worth it. And here we are now, renewables are less expensive than fossil fuels and will continue to plummet. Okay, now let's shift gears and break down social currency, a hybrid basic income. It seems that if humans just had a way to earn a living, not necessarily cash, just a living, the things needed to live, electricity, water, food, shelter, the basics, or the things that are or will be considered human rights, well, if we had a way to survive without the traditional marketplace, the cash-for-everything-humans-and-machines-can-do marketplace, well, we'd see people doing positive things that also benefit society on their own. If there was an incentive to pick up garbage or to recycle, there would be no litter, and nearly everyone would recycle. And where I agree with the libertarians or even conservatives here is that not everything has cash value. Terrible music or art or movies, if no one likes it, it isn't worth money. But it's still worth something, particularly to the person who created it and the people who do like it or appreciate it in some way. The question isn't how do we find a way to value that or not, or value raising children or volunteering. People shouldn't be at a net loss because they want to help others or themselves. The question could be perhaps how much is each task worth from a reward perspective, and there's no reason we can't implement a digital currency to facilitate these actions. No government intervention or control, run from the ground up, fluid and changeable. We could be rewarding tasks with something other than cash. Again, this isn't the solution, it's an idea, but it's a workable one. And while there are certainly flaws in basic income, capitalism, socialism, knocking down a sandcastle is much easier than building one. 
And I can't wrap my mind around the default position so many have where it's just, no, that's socialist, or no, that's too expensive. What I hear when people say that is, I'm too lazy to think about this and consider it at all, so no. As someone who worked with multiple nonprofits, I can tell you they're not perfect. No one is, and no one should expect anyone or anything to be. They're not spending every cent the best possible way, as defined by me, or the owner, or the donors, or the board, or the recipients. It's all arbitrary, and it's a team effort. But that's no reason to say this isn't working, or a good thing, or worth doing. It's a reason to say, how can we make it better? And that's the point of this episode and the conversation with Rushkoff and Gotts. Sure, basic income has flaws. I saw that immediately, so I wrote a hybrid, a new idea. I didn't just say this sucks, or this is just another example of my already defined thesis. Universal basic income could be the stepping stone in something I've heard Rushkoff talk about at length. Empowering human beings with a new form of currency to engage in fulfilling and or positive actions in society. Technology can be the avenue to connect humans in real life, to collaborate and create community again. I can hear Gotts pushing back and reminding me that humans aren't just what they produce and do. We can't completely commodify life. But what I think we need to realize is that people want to do something. Even if that something is playing video games. Playing video games can benefit individuals that play, and society at large. See the human stories regarding Pokemon Go, for example, instead of the deep state Google spying Rushkoff perspective, to get an idea of how these things that we only see through a narrow lens can have outcomes or repercussions that, well, if we never open our mind to look for, we'll never see. Now for the final segment, How to Create Utopia. The positive, semi-actionable idea for this episode is another simple idea, one that you know, you've heard, but maybe we all need to be reminded of. There is something positive to be found in every single moment. The old cliche, find the silver lining, look on the bright side, the glass is half full. Every single day there are advancements made and decisions taken projects planned, built, and completed that benefit the world in some way, shape, or form. What it seems we overlook as a society is that there is positivity all around us, something worth working towards, and a sunny day in the future that we can all enjoy. It's not all doom and gloom. Climate change isn't going to destroy everyone and everything 100% overnight. Donald Trump isn't destroying democracy. And Ben Shapiro isn't destroying snowflake liberals. Not everything is being destroyed. Not everything is a fight. And the sooner and the sooner we realize that we have the ability to be positive and come together, or to find common ground, or to look at the benefits or positive angles that others might be seeing, we'll all be better off for it. And that's what creating utopia is for.
for listening to this episode of Creating Utopia. If you found it interesting, please share with a friend on social media. Follow me on Twitter at creating underscore utopia, and make sure to ask questions, comment. I'll make every effort to reply to everyone. Stay tuned for the next episode.